Hey guys, what's up? This is William the Opinion Updike coming at you from Locked On Clippers, part of the Locked On NBA Network. I'm joined here as I am every day. We do this pod by my good buddy, Charles Honest Chuck Mockler. I'm here, guys. Uh, so today is Monday, which means it's our regular segment, the Freshies, which is our rookie segment. Before that, we're going to have some kind of general NBA talk. We're going to be talking D-Wade. We're going to be talking some other NBA news. And then we're going to wrap everything up with a nice little bit of Clippers team talk. So all that coming up right now. Let's start off with, uh, I guess what, D-Wade, back to the heat? Well, to start off first, just to get it out of the way, I'd like to wish a very happy birthday to Deer Lodge, Montana native Phil Jackson. Good for you, buddy. You made it out of Deer Lodge. Montana's a great place. Please visit. Don't move there. Okay, yeah. Let's. Um, <laughs> thank you for letting me do that. Let's talk about D-Wade. Back for another year. Last year, we'd assume, right? Mm-hmm. It's got to be his last year. I guess. I mean, I don't know. Someone had a really funny tweet where they were like, can't wait for D-Wade to average 12-3 and three on 39% shooting, and then and, have one game where he scores 14 points in a quarter, and everyone says, he's still got it. <laughs> <laughs> I think that might partially be true, but I love D-Wade. I love, like, curtain call seasons. Yeah, I I guess, and I guess that's better to go out with a bang, because I, I, my thought in it not being his last season is like, I don't know, like, why not ride out on that second unit a little bit? He's, yeah. what, 35? Five? Somewhere around 34? There. Let's say 30s. He's in his 30s. Yeah, not late 30s, though. Not late 30s. I mean, I just feel like... I guess it just depends. And it's his team, too. Like, it's nice because it's like... He's not going to the Hornets or, like, some weird thing like that. I love that he came back from yeah. the Bulls. He was just like, my heart's in Miami, dude. Like, this sucks. Yeah. <laughs> like, um. Yeah, it's weird that he kind of... To me, it's almost weird that he played for any other teams. Yeah, I think he probably feels bummed out about that. Yeah. I think that's something that might get to him. But I love D-Wade. The Heat are probably my favorite Eastern Conference team. As in the big picture, not this year. Just in general. Just in general. I like the way they do things. It's they a good, fran- it's a good players, franchise. For sure. Uh, we I looked this up before. They have the sixth highest payroll. Oh, wow. In the NBA. I guess they have a lot of like really big contracts. They got that Tyler Johnson contract, yeah, which is crazy. They have the Whiteside contract, and then who else? Um, it who's just, that guy with the messed up teeth? Oh, they all got messed up teeth. <laughs> uh, it just kind of shocked me because you'd think with the sixth highest peril you'd be um, <clears throat> competing for something, but they're not. What do you mean they were in the playoffs? Okay, they were in the playoffs. Great. <laughs> that doesn't matter. I mean, they like that. I don't know if we can like talk a bunch of crap on a on playoff team. But we don't have the sixth highest payroll. I guess. Yeah, would that's be fair. my one thing. That's um, fair. Good. I think. I mean, all in all, great for the city of Miami. Great for the NBA. I hope he goes into a off front office position with the Heat. Him what if uh, after his last game they just euthanize him? <laughs> just him and you'll never, you'll never step foot on another court. Him and Haslam are just put out to pasture for the rest of it. That would be very sad. Um, next thing, this kind of affects. This might actually be happening as we record this podcast. Uh, Jimmy Butler and the Wolves were going to meet today. Yeah, so this is... Uh, this has Clippers ramifications. Yeah, so Shams described it as a last-ditch effort. By the Timberwolves is like the the verbiage that keeps being wow. uh, used with it to try and keep Jimmy Butler trying to make that that thing work out. Um, he's still on the books until summer of next year. I would be very surprised though if they didn't have a guarantee if they didn't try to trade him. I mean, I don't know if it'll happen before training camp, but uh, if they gone. don't if they don't have a guarantee, yeah, he's gone. 
Uh, they gave up way too much to get him. Uh, essentially, Zach Levine, Chris Dunn, and the pick that became Laurie Markkinen. Um, God damn, dude. <laughs> so, way to go, Tibbs. That was a great deal. Good moves on um, Tibbs' part. So, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I think that... I would be very surprised if he's a Timberwolf next season. He's gone. Uh, the he, other thing that plays into it is that apparently Carl Anthony Towns won't sign his extension until this is resolved, and the rookie extension deadline is not far away. Yeah. So all things kind of point to a preseason trade, which is going to happen fairly soon because the season starts in about a month. But, I mean, uh, you know, if I was a betting man, I would say, oof. What team? You know what I mean? Yeah. Um... I don't know. I, like we, just depends the on what they keep want. Getting floated, like the Clippers, even getting floated as a potential team. But I just don't know if we have the assets. I mean, hey, we got guards. We got guards. <laughs> we got guards. And if they would take some guys, like maybe not marquee guys, knowing that like we might only get him for a year. Who are the untouchable guys on the Clippers that you wouldn't want to see traded? In my opinion, yeah, uh, yeah, obviously. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, my opinion might be di- different. You know, obviously, Milos. No. Uh, <laughs> Uh, SGA, um, to me, Jerome hasn't played a game yet, but he's untradeable. Yeah, because we dra- we just drafted him. We just drafted him. I don't want to see any of like the new draft picks go. Um, Lou? Oh, man. I would hate to see Lou go. I would hate to see Lou go, but if it meant getting Jimmy Butler and it didn't mean giving up a crazy amount and we could somehow maybe get a handshake agreement he would sign, I'd be okay with it. Yeah. It would really suck, though. It would be... That would be a huge bummer to me. But, I mean, that would take load off of Gallo. Um, yeah. Give him a little bit more time to stay healthy. Uh, more it, young guys' time. It, I mean, more time for the young guys. It does, like... It makes our... It makes the team, like, ridiculously deep. With Lou? It, no, like... If we ditch Lou and end up getting Butler, just because we have, we <laughs> yeah. do have like quite a few capable guards. Obviously, none of Luke's Lou's caliber coming off the bench for sure. But still, I think that like overall, that move is is pretty favorable. Net positive. Net positive. Definitely. Yeah. I'm not sure if anything. I mean, it's. I just can't believe how much distress is in the, Minnesota. Totally. But I mean, I get if if I was to guess, you know, once again, I I started this, but. I would say that Butler would be gone, so Cat can stay. Um, I mean, I don't think choosing you, between the two, you have to choose Carl Anthony Towns. Yeah, I just don't. I don't see a scenario in what which you like let what could be a generational talent like that go for another generational talent who's maybe just kind of on the last. I mean, I mean he's had, had like a couple knee things. Yeah, and c- the biggest issue with Carl Anthony Towns, though, I'm still surprised Tibbs wants him given how bad he is at defense. Yeah, but then again. I don't think anyone knows what's going on in Tibbs' brain. <laughs> I no. don't think we have any idea. Would you give up draft picks to get Butler? Do we have any? We we could do one weird unprotected one because we have a protected one that the Celtics get next year. Yeah. If we don't. No, I don't want to trade that. Yeah, I don't want to trade that. Because that we get to keep it if it's 1 through 14. And, and we have so much cap room that it's like, why give up even more future? Yeah. We already missed out on Kyrie. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, we're waiting on news about that. What That's, do you think a package of that is worth? I mean, I guess we briefly talked Butler? about it. Yeah. What like what are you willing to give up? Like what seems reasonable? Obviously, probably Lou. For me, I think it'd be Lou. I bet Gortat would be thrown in there. Who's the backup really? center on Minnesota? Um, it was Cole Aldrich. I don't know if they re-signed him. Former Clipper, great. Yeah. Um, I think it would have to be like Lou. What I think they'd want would be Lou a pick. 
and then maybe a young guy. They get what about what about Lou Ty, and yeah, I guess still like oof. like a second round pick because it is only a rental. That's the other thing. Yeah, you have a little bit of leverage from that standpoint. Yeah, of like we're not going to commit. I don't know. See, to me in that scenario, Lou seems more valuable because you've got him mm. on the books for two two more years for an eight million dollar contract. Yeah, maybe Lou and a couple of seconds. Yeah, I mean Lou in a couple of seconds. I'd pull that trigger in a second. Yeah. Man, possibilities galore. Hopefully that's getting nailed out today. Heck, a trade might even happen today. Who knows? God, I <laughs> hope it know. does so we have something to talk about. <laughs> oh, man. Coming up, we're going to talk about a bit of a freshy segment about our boy Mike Scott. But first, guys, fantasy football is underway, and Lockdown Fantasy Football is the house of experts. Can you believe it? We give you all the latest news, waiver suggestions, and injury info. Lockdown Fantasy Football has an amazing lineup with guests every Monday. They have Tom Kucinich, Tuesdays Eric Edholm, Wednesdays Jeff Ratliff, and Taylor Lochner. Right now, we're going to get into maybe, we'll put a really great note in here, the most significant backup power forward we've had since ever? (laughs) (laughs) Mike Scott is who we're talking about on the Freshies today. Not a rookie, but we needed someone new to talk about. He is new. He is new. He is fresh. He he is very fresh. Fresh Um, tattoos. So, yeah, I... He's a definite definite upgrade over Sam Decker. Roughly double his numbers. Um, wow. And, no uh, one liked Decker. <laughs> and provides, I mean, provides a lot of spacing, which is like something that we haven't had a whole lot of at the four. Um, and now, obviously, we have it with Tobias. You know, he's great. We can never talk too much about him. <laughs> but uh, I think Mike Scott is going gonna, is gonna to be a great fit for that second unit. Him and, um, I really think him and Lou will, will if they can gel, are going to be a huge problem yeah. for any other team trying to guard. Definitely. that spacing is... I mean, Lou can obviously hit it from anywhere on the floor. And right here, Mike Scott, 41% from three. Yeah, and nearly 60% on shots from like 16-plus feet out to... I mean, yeah, him and Lou on the floor, that's going to be fantastic shooting. Yeah, that's um that's wild. That's that's a lot of space. You I mean, I think that, that that plays into the whole thing of like how we want to see younger guys get more playing time and like when you have when you have some some kind of veteran presence like this on the floor, I feel like that gives you a little bit more flexibility to let those guys kind of yeah. kind of warm up in that cuz less of the pressure is directly on them, you know. Yeah, they're not direct second unit guys where it's like, "Hey, we're down 12. We really need you to make a dent in this." Yeah, like if you put Shay and Sin out there with like Lou and uh Scott, Oof. you know. Like I mean, you're Please, talking a you're subscribe. Talking Talking a pretty good little lineup. With and Trez out there with the five? <laughs> yeah. Are you kidding me? We're getting excited right now. Um, so, yeah, I think a lot to be excited about right there. He's, a, you know, uh, uh, like a serviceable like rotation defender. I mean, I think, yeah, as long as he's not a not role, great. I, mean, I think he'll probably look a little better defensively in our second unit just because that might lack some defense. Yeah, I think that that is going to be a problem um, on, on our second unit. But, you know, I... I don't know. We also have some guys who are. We have to, you know, we've got Pat Bev, we've got uh, Bradley, we've got so many guys that are like real lockdown kind of guys that I feel like it'll come out hopefully even to maybe slightly positive. Do you think. From a defensive standpoint. Look, just looking at the first opening 10 to 14 games, mm-hmm. um, do you think we'll probably see more? I think we'll see maybe more Mike Scott earlier in the season to kind of coast us through those tough stretches i think doc's gonna lean on more veteran guys oh yeah definitely i mean well and at the like at the four or two he he just doesn't have a whole lot of competition no. um <laughs> like at all really yeah 
Which does open the door for guys like Angel Delgado. <laughs> what a clutch play today in the FIBA World Qualifiers. Oh, really? I missed Republic. it. Yeah. Dominican Republic was up by only one. Uh, Angel Delgado hit this crazy, like, 270 back foot fadeaway. Nothing but net. He was fired up. Everyone was fired up. Um, but yeah, I don't... That's I mean, your guy. He is my guy. Who's been our backup power forwards? Like, I can't... I think you're right. I can't think of one who's been um, better or can actually contribute in, like, a modern NBA way now. Yeah. Because it's nice to have a four who can... A backup four who can... We can put him out there to shoot. Yeah, definitely. Um, but I would say even, like... I don't know. Just from a fit standpoint... Uh, He's better than like where Blake ended his tenure with, um, with mm. the Clippers. Because I mean, Blake could kind of shoot and like could kind of space the floor a little bit towards the end. And like obviously there was the the point uh, experiment, point Blake experiment. But um, it seemed a little for a lot streaky. Of, yeah, and like for a lot of his his tenure there, like you know it was him and DeAndre just kind of clogging the lane, which they could um, do because it was like yeah, yeah. But I mean, it does get limited. Um, it does get limited. And moving uh, the team into a more like there seems like they're really trying to make the team a more modern, cohesive, yeah, style of NBA you know basketball. better three years late than never. But <laughs> yeah, we're we just learned what a three point shot is. <laughs> um, I'm excited to see him. He's a decent passer. I think him and Gortat on the floor, another fresh guy, that is going to help the spacing too because Gortat can at least sometimes you know shoot from outside the key and not necessarily have to just dive in on pick and rolls and stuff like that. Yeah. So that pairing is going to be interesting. I'm excited for Mike Scott. I am too. I guess um, the the biggest drawback or worry that I have with his those emoji two tattoos. Floor oh, sorry. is the emoji <laughs> tattoos, and then like I feel like rebounding. We're we're definitely like less DeAndre. We're already kind of in a hole, and I feel like neither of these guys is like an exceptional like yeah, they're outstanding. Not, they're not hoovering guy. up the rebounds. Yeah, but hope. I mean, I'm assuming their numbers will go up just because DeAndre's not there anymore. Yeah, but that does just kind of suck because it's like okay, so it's like the same but a little bit worse. Yeah, but I mean, who knows? Maybe we'll be one of those teams that like we don't even. Who needs a rebound? Dude? We're gonna have like a hundred and hundred and ten possessions. Because <laughs> we've kind of talked about that about how now because how fast paced offenses are, if you miss your shot and you got to get back on defense, you just go. Yeah. So it's y- like who cares about that offensive rebound? Yeah, it is. It is definitely like at less of a premium, and I think you know with the new NBA ruling where you're now only getting what fifteen seconds instead of the full twenty four. Yeah, it might be 14. 14 seconds. Um, I feel like it's even less at a premium. You're not yeah. you know, you're not getting an entire second possession, and I feel like that's just reflective of like how we kind of value offensive re- re- rebounding at this point. This just popped into my head. Do you think – I'm really worried about the rebounding issues now. Do you think the Clippers might finish in the bottom half of the Western Conference in terms of rebounding? Bottom third maybe? There's just no yeah. one to snatch him up. Like I mean, I'm just now, it's like hitting me. It's like we might be in the bottom third for rebounding. That's not indicative of total success. Yeah, but it's gonna be. I think we're gonna have a tough year rebounding wise. Yeah, I mean, we just you know we we let go. I mean, like we parted ways with you know arguably still one of the best rebounders I'm sure in the our league, franchise leader in rebounds. Yeah, <laughs> or close to it. Um, so yeah, and I uh, you know the the plus side is is that we have kind of um, gotten some guys with a little bit maybe more dimension, even keel. Um, but yeah, it definitely is a concern, and I think that it will be something to look for uh, going forward. Like when we play teams that rebound, you know, when we play DeAndre, we, we will yeah we will play teams that probably rebound on a given night nearly twice as much as us. Do you think they just put Boban on DeAndre the whole game to try and make DeAndre laugh too much? Oh yeah. <laughs> 
No, I'm excited about Mike Scott. The bench is almost indistinguishable from like the starters, save for like three people. Yeah. So I'm really excited to see how he works into rotations. I think Doc's gonna get really creative with it. I hope. I really just hope he harkens back to last year. Yeah. Just tinkering with stuff. I think that's gonna be awesome. Now I think we'll move into a little bit of Clippers general stuff. But first, so you going to any Clippers games this year? I love to go to Clippers games. Really? Where do you where do you get tickets? Are you a box office guy? I'm a scalper guy. I'll go out there and I'll stand there with cash duct taped to my body and I'll say, <laughs> "Who has a ticket? Need a ticket?" What happens if the scalper is a cop? Um, that's well, the cash plays both roles. Oh. Well, you know a better way of doing it. I do. Uh, vivid seats, you can attend your Clippers game or even shows or concerts uh, at a great price. So. So you can sort by price or look for seats in the section and row of your choice. I know you're VIP. Always. Always, baby. Nothing less. Uh, and so you can try Vivid Seats. And right now, lucky for you, they're giving listeners an exclusive promo for $20 off orders of $200 or more hey. to save even more money. That's 10%. Take the whole fam out. Yeah. And I got a big family. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so go to the App Store or Google Play and download the Vivid Seats app, and you can use promo code Locked On for twenty dollars off of two hundred dollars or more. Every purchase is backed by a hundred percent buyer guarantee, unlike the scalpers and cash strapped to your chest. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. <laughs> From the biggest concerts and games to the hottest theater and more, Vivid Seats—they have it all. Download the app and enter promo code Locked On for twenty dollars off orders of two hundred dollars or more. So moving, the Suns seem to still entertain this idea that they can get Patrick Beverly. I don't see it. I don't see it because Shams is reporting they're offering second round picks. We don't want those. Yeah, I don't. I just don't see it. And they value him so much. Like they, what he said was that you know they saw that Beverly was the backup when Harden really came into his own, mm-hmm. and so they want to pair Booker with him. And it's like, well, now that we know that. We're not giving him to you for second round picks. No. Um, and I like Beth. I don't know. I this this trade. It's obviously not going to happen for second round picks. No. I don't. Th- I don't think there's any way that that happens. It, the flip side is, if it happens for a first round pick, that's also absurd yeah. from the Suns' standpoint. Yeah. Like, I'm like, why are you? doing I mean, they have okay. a stockpile of picks, though. Yeah, that's true. So it, it matters a little bit less for them. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I don't know if if any trade. I would be kind of pretty surprised for any Patrick Beverly trade um, pre... I, I mean, I still think that he plays one whole season here. Yeah, he has to. Like the, he just, God, he, I hope he does. He wants to be a part of the organization. It seems... It's. I mean, at least they're putting on the... They like him. It seems like, like it. It seems like they like him. Um. So, yeah, it would be, it would be very surprising to me if any trade happens... And B, it'd have to be a pretty tantalizing trade. Like, which, I don't even know... Which young player would you take? It'd have to be a big. <laughs> yeah. But, like, I don't think they have any bigs that they would want to trade, because it's like DeAndre Ayton. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Did they... Alex Len? He's gone, I think. Oh, okay. Um... There's just no one that it's even, like, a straight-up... No, you could give us... I'd take Bridges. Yeah. And two second round picks. Yeah, I mean that seems pretty fair. Bridges and two second round picks, I guess, would be cool. But 
I don't think they're gonna do that. I don't think they're gonna do that. And even that still is like it's an untested rookie in two <laughs> second round picks. Yeah. So it still seems maybe a little insane. I do think there is there was a pretty bad sign though. He was photoshopped into a Suns jersey. Oh man. Which God. Uh, it's my. It's pretty much official at this point. That kind of leads me into something that's maybe a longer discussion we can bring it up on the next pod too. Are Clippers fans' expectations for next offseason too high right now? Um, in terms of like the free agents or anything yes. that we could attract, I think it depends on how you're looking at it. If I like every free agency, you know, there's two or three big guys. Yeah. And I think if your only goal is getting one of those two or three big guys, then it's pretty easy to grade something as a success or failure. Mm-hmm. Whether or not that's realistic, I think, is like Fair. something different entirely. I mean, if we're looking at the only guys... Because that- Kawhi, because that's the other thing. The information coming out isn't doing us any favors. Because all the information is saying that the Clippers are somehow the number two... A lot of chatter, as you refer to So much chatter. I don't know if any of it's that credible. There must be water coolers everywhere, because there is chatter (laughs) constantly around me about this. Um, (laughs) But, like, apparently Toronto's one, which, I mean, I guess makes sense, because it's the current team he plays for. And then the Clippers are number two. Oh, really? Because I I had heard some other chatter that it was Clippers one, Raptors two, Lakers third. That also sounds right. Like, that's one of those things where it's like, we keep being talked into this three, and like everyone's really excited about the cap space, and I want it to happen too, but I think it just depends on when it happens. You know, um, the Raptors have very little leverage. I think that you know most likely we, if we end up getting him, it would be a uh, yeah, he would just he straight would sign up him as a free him. agent. Yeah. yeah, which that's how um, I would want to get him too. I don't want to. I don't think we have anything to trade right now. No, I don't think that would happen. No. I think we would just outright unless sign we him. got some sort of low trade value for. I don't know. Milos? Everyone wants Milos, right? Um, everyone should want Milos. Milos for Kawhi, straight up. <laughs> straight up. Who says no? <laughs> it just seems like, you know, because we have these room for two max slots, but we got to resign Tobias. Yeah. And it, I mean, if this season doesn't go well, who would want to come to the Clippers? I say that loving the Clippers, but it's like, if this se- if we don't make the playoffs this season, I don't think we get a big free agent signing. I think that it does make it a lot more difficult. Unless I think, we have the rookie of the year. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. I think that uh, depending on like, I mean, we I feel like we talk about this all the time. Like depending on how we develop these young guys, I feel like that's going to send a big message about where our organization is headed. Mm-hmm. Uh, I personally don't think that like making the playoffs is essential maybe to get to get a good free agent, maybe to get the the biggest yeah. free agents. It, it, you know, that could definitely be a factor. I mean, if you're Kawhi, I don't know why you're leaving – like the game. easiest conference oh, to, yeah. I mean, like to what you know is like way harder competition what? on. You pay LeBron. Yeah, <laughs> on like one of two teams that like, I mean, didn't make the playoffs last year. One of which hasn't made the playoffs in a minute. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. It just seems. It, it just, I guess, it just depend like depends on the premium you place on your like situation and exposure versus winning. Mm, I do because it's not like Toronto. I mean, Toronto is not a small market team. No, not in the same way that like even to me the Clippers are a small market team. You know, so I think to get somebody that big, yes, uh, winning, making some sort of playoffs run, maybe less so for like a Jimmy Butler type. I think a little bit less so for somebody Mm. like that who like, I mean. Who's never been to a finals? <laughs> yeah, that is true. He hasn't ever been to a finals. Um, he might really want to get to one though. Yeah, 
Which I would, I mean, I could see. What if you but like if New Warriors? York is the other big name floating out around there, I see us as being a bigger draw than that. I do 100%. Also, New York is apparently going to sign Kyrie and KD. And like, I just, New York always gets the rumors. <laughs> like, I mean, it makes sense. It's like a huge team. It's like, sure. you know, it's like the 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 Lakers. I mean, if, if that was any other franchise that had the record that they had last no year. No one cares. Even with the rookies. No, you don't get the greatest basketball player <laughs> in the world to <laughs> sign all, to your team. Maybe of all time. Yeah, 100%. It'll be interesting. The Kawhi saga, I just want it to be over, but it never will. Yeah. Which is also kind of frustrating on my part. Real quick, one last thing. We got a couple minutes here. Uh, Steve Ballmer had a great quote on a terrible show, Real Time with Bill Maher. He said, I'll speak for the NBA. We believe our players should express themselves. We are pleased to see our players express themselves. I encourage our players, use your platform, speak. Love it. Ballmer yeah. is, this. I guess this is maybe just like a weekly we love Ballmer thing. Ballmer's a great owner. He says everything that I want an owner to say. Yeah, he is. He cares about he, the team, but not too much to let his ego overtake it. Like, I Yeah, and I like that he's involved, but also keeps out not you know what i mean like he's involved in like he loves the team and he's interested in what's going around and he's interested in guys but it seems like he's he's not telling him who to draft yeah it doesn't seem like he's pushing his own agenda on him too much which... he's like your friend's super chill dad who always just pops out and he's like hey i got hot dogs and you're like yeah. oh dope dudes that's that is dope. steve <laughs> yeah, he's just shooting them steve. at you though <laughs> <laughs> uh but it was just a good quote i'm really one of the things i'm really looking forward to this season is when the spotlight is really on the whole league and they, you know, use their voices. Like, I think that's something we can all look forward to. And with so many young guys on our team, I'm super excited for that. Yeah. It's already, and you know, LeBron's efforts have kind of bled over to Kyle Kuzma, who says he wants to be the LeBron of Flint. Mm -hmm. Basketball is going to save the world. I think that's the moral of the story. Every, yeah, I think every episode, <laughs> we'll, we'll tell you that. One of us will say uh, that. So who's going to be the big, uh, like, the next big philanthropist or... On the Clips? Yeah. Um... I bet it's going to be Tobias. I was going to say, I, I would see it being Tobias. He is um, Or Beverly. He's like a guy who I think has all... I mean, to my uh, approximation, has kind of always overperformed, maybe. Mm -hmm. Like, without necessarily being noticed. And I think he's about to step into a big check. And I think that it's going to change things a lot for him. And it's going to want him to, like, you know, help to facilitate that same kind of change for somebody else. Definitely. I think it's going to be Tobias, and I think it might be Patrick Beverly, but more from a legislative Oh, interesting. Angle. The elder states? Yeah, maybe more politics. We'd love to see that. I would vote for Senator Beverly <laughs> 10 times out of 10. <laughs> Anything else you want to bring up? Uh, No, I think that's about it. That'll do us for the Locked On Clippers podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network. Hey, if you're new, welcome. Uh, write and subscribe to us on iTunes, guys. Yeah, we will check it out. see you on Wednesday.